What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, and I am being joined by my esteemed colleagues, friends, and compadres. Ladies and gentlemen, first up, he is the man that just this past week became the agent to five of the most successful OnlyFans girls out there, ladies and gentlemen. And no, he does not objectify women. He just believes in rights and also taking his proper 10%. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off his lot lottery win, we got Ron. You got to do it one way or the other. Why not jump on top of that? Exactly. And uh, both both metaphorically and, and literally. <laughs> eh? Yes, yes, yes. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, he is the man that doesn't need an introduction yet. He has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. Hashtag Diesel Malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Diesel. Until OnlyFans offers insurance, I can't jump on that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, with all that fucking sweet, sweet money you make, you can buy your own insurance. Oh, oh no, it's for the girls. <laughs> Me I, jumping on top of them, they're going to break a thigh. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. Big, big ginger loving might be something that's uh, in the future of OnlyFans. And in that case, you'll be all fucking in, brother. Oh, yeah. All in. With that being said, though, Ronald, how was your week? The week was all right. Can't complain. You know, had our Wednesday group. Uh, we are, you know, slowly working through which light still. Uh, you know, we finally found the castle that we're supposed to find. So now it's just trying to make it through and figure out, you know, what we're supposed to actually find in here. We're looking for, like, a unicorn horn. Uh, we're looking, <laughs> like, we still have the subquest of finding the Cyclops of a wife. So I don't know where that's going to fit in anywhere. Like, I don't know. I like, I'm Bring them to the Calico Club, ask for <laughs> a dark Lothar- or Lothario Diggler, and you will get him a wife. Yeah. So, well, you know, the Calico Club is is made world famous by Lothario Diggler. Definitely. Uh, so His my, picture's on the wall, you know. <laughs> my parents came home from their trip. Nice. There was a little issue. Oh, no. Uh, uh, we had some water in the upstairs. <laughs> oh, no. One of the toilets thing broke and I wasn't in and out of the house so oh. I don't, we don't know exactly when it happened but there was some cleanup oh no that <laughs> sucks yeah I mean the, the ceiling's still intact <laughs> it's just you know so it, was, it only had to have happened like within the last day or two yeah. before they came home so thank god they came home and had you know no delays or anything oh. because everything else seems to be okay so it's like uh, yeah so that all happened and you know it's been enough, and that's about it. Huh? Right on, right on. Well, hopefully all that goes well and is uh, fixed up already. Diesel, how has been your week? The week itself was good. It was a fine week. I put in a lot of hours here at Dragon Master Games, and I'm starting to get ready for a couple upcoming tournaments in the month of July. Starting to get prepped for that weekend. <sighs> Move on. <laughs> that's right. That's fine. Uh, we we, we we've talked. We, we had to talk about it off air because oh. we're not even from Patreon. Sorry, sorry guys. Sorry. 
Uh, but with that being said, uh, my week has been very good. Uh, I mean, I had a lazy weekend, I'm going to say. I did some housework. I uh, got to uh, catch some rest, played some NHL 22, watched some New Japan Pro Wrestling. Lots of cool stuff that I did this uh, weekend, but I, most importantly, I got to rest, uh, which was really nice. And then on top of that, uh, on Thursday, I went to see uh, a double feature. If you guys what? were looking on our social medias, I got to see not only Jurassic World Dominion, but prior to that, I got to see Jurassic Park, nice. the original 1983, and boy, was that awesome to see it. I saw it as a 10-year-old boy when it came out in 1993. That was the first movie I wasn't taken to by a parent. Um, one of my cousins took me. Oh, nice. And now, fast forward, you know, all these years later, almost 30 to be exact, and I got to see it once again on the big screen. It was awesome. Nice. Awesome. That movie still holds up, if you were wondering. Classic. That is certified nerd material. Oh, yeah. Jurassic Park is. Uh, we'll talk later on in the uh, 3FN Movie Club review in the second half of the show about Jurassic World Dominion. Maybe it makes a cut. Maybe it doesn't. There's oh, a little so there's that's that there's a little teaser for you. Uh, and uh, outside of that, yeah, just had a real relaxing week. So and. Uh, with that being said, I hope everybody at home also had a nice relaxing week and uh, everything uh, went well for you and uh, hopefully took advantage of some of the nice days. I know I barbecued. Hopefully other people did as well. But before we can go any further, we got to get some business out of the way. We got to hit you up with some of... Oh, I hit the wrong button. It's Mario winning. <laughs> Mario is winning. We Before Mario can win, he has to run the race right though. But uh, with that being said, uh, here is the opening uh, plugs. Of course, find us on all social medias. Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of those. Make sure you're following us there because it's a great way to be a part of the show and interact with us because we love interacting with you. Use the hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. Of course, uh, you might as well while you're at it, make sure you uh, join us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Follow the channel. We have a lot of great things coming up. Uh, and of course, every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for all you wrestling fans, we do 607TWS live on the Twitch channel. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH talking all things pro wrestling. Drop by the chat. Of course, you can watch it on there. You can watch the replay on there. Or you can hear it in podcast form by searching 607TWS. Make sure you're checking that out for all you wrestling fans. Also, uh, 8122productions.com is a one-stop shop that tells you all the information you need to know, whether it's the social medias, the Twitch channel, uh, our Public link so you can get some swag and support the show. Or if you want to support the show, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions. You know, for as little as $1 a month, get a ton of extra bonus content. That link is also on the website. Friends of the show, like the ODPH, you can find them on the show. Go right over to their website, find out more about them and articles and everything else. Of course, our friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. Make sure you hit them up, scifihorrorfest.com, for tickets and ticket information. I do believe it's $15 for the day, $20 for the weekend. Can't beat that price. And you get to see some awesome, awesome celebrities, including Richard Mouser, CJ Graham, and of course, one of Diesel's favorite of all time. You know him, you know him, you love him. It's Art the Clown him safe. David Howard Thornton will be in the house, plus many more. Come support it up at the Vernon Downs Casino, August 26th and 27th. And, of course, there's other things like musical guests like you hear in the beginning of the show who provide us with our music. Of course, that's Shout at the Robots. There's other musical artists there. Make sure you're following them and checking out all of their great music on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. 
And last, but certainly not least, our local sponsors, including Dragon Master Games for all your Magic Gathering gaming needs, DragonMasterGames.com, and of course, Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. And what's that number again for uh, putting the pride back into your ride, Diesel? 607-644-3389. Thank you, so we can go commercial free. You have to give those people a fine, fine thank you. But if you forget if you forget 8122productions.com or anything we had just listed, it's easy for you. Look in the liner notes for this very podcast, and booyah kasha, there it is. There it is. I, I got a little tongue tied in the beginning when I hit the wrong button. But that's how my day is gone. I also left my book bag with the computer at, at my job after I was almost in the studio. Had to go all the way back to get it. So hopefully that is the only snafu we hit. But with that being said, we got a big show. And I want to make sure that we get all of it. So... It is time for this week's edition of the Nerd News. Bing, bang, boom. Come on, Diesel. Ya, ta, ta. Beautiful. He's, he's <laughs> fucking good at this shit. I can start taking weeks off, I guess. If only he knew how to run the computer. <laughs> oh, with that being said, though, we've got a lot of news to cover in the first half of the show on Nerd News. And let's start off with the big one that came out, of course, the day after we recorded, or the day it was released, if you're not on uh, Patreon. And that, of course, on last Tuesday, we got the big trailer for Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yep. And I know that as the DC movies aficionado in this room, which would be Ron, how were you feeling about the Black Adam trailer we got to see on Tuesday? I'm okay with it as they're trying to make him a hero or anti-hero, which is fine. You know, they're not making him the direct, like, main... Uh, like a main villain type of thing, which which he will become by the end. Like you can okay. tell by the trailer, which is fine. You know he has all. You know you're giving you're giving the backstory, and I think they tweeted a little. It's been a while since I've read the origin part of it all, but it's enough to move forward. It's to introduce a whole bunch of other characters: Adam Smasher, Doctor Fate, the JLA, yeah, you know, Hawkman. You know, just to actually get all them in the, the actual universe and see what happens there. And you know, it will lead. Probably to Shazam versus Black Adam, you know, and soon. So, well, that, that's 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 definitely where we have to go eventually. Uh, Diesel, I know you're not a big DC guy. How did you feel about this trailer? This one, I DC, you gotta step your game up, player. Like, <laughs> honestly, this one did not much for me except for make me dislike The Rock because I just realized that Dwayne the Rock Johnson can play Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and that's pretty much it. The scene where he gets hit in the head with a baton and just like stands there, I'm like, eh, eh, he's got the rock face going. Like, have some little like, de- like the last time I've seen him with depth in him was Southland Tales. Oh, I agree. <laughs> so this one wasn't doing it for me. So maybe we hit, we'll have a repeat of uh, the Shazam era of the podcast. But I'm not excited for this. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I am gonna go see it. Okay. Let's be honest. We'll be reviewing it on the show when it comes out. It's not like we're not gonna see it. Uh, am I more excited about the trailer? Not really. Uh, I I want to. I kind of want to hearken what you said a little bit. One of the things I kept seeing on the internet from people who were excited was like, "Oh man, he's just be he's the Rock. It's great. He's the Rock." And I'm like, "But that's not acting. I don't need him to be the Rock. I need him to be Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need him to be the Rock." And I mean, that's fine if you know the Rock. But when Black Adam starts showing the people's eyebrow and the, <laughs> the Rock bottom during movies, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of that. All of a sudden, I mean, let's the Rock did throw 
the rock bottom in like the first four movies he did. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, I was a fan of it in the rundown because it was perfect sense. It's an action comedy. Uh, but when you fast forward to other movies, not so much. I mean, when he did it in Walking Tall, which I did enjoy the movie, I'm just like, I don't know if we needed a rock bottom. <laughs> Walking Tall. Uh, he did it in. Uh, he did it in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really fucking matter. I'm not going to go through the Rock's history. I just want to point out the fact that I do like the Rock though in movies, and I do. I know I'm going to go see this, but uh, excitement level count me out for being excited. Yeah. But then again, I was going to be excited because I don't get excited for anything DC does. If it's not named Batman, I don't get excited <laughs> for it. And the reason why is because just like Sony Pictures. I've been let down way too many times. I cannot be a battered wife anymore about these situations. <laughs> uh, with that being said, though, Black Adam will be released on October 21st exclusively in theaters. So they are not going to be streaming this motherfucker at all, although I'm sure it falls under that 49-day rule <laughs> on HBO Max. But if you're... I, I would say go see this on a big screen. This looks like it was yeah. made for the big screen. I will give that the credit the credits due. This past week, we also got another awesome trailer... What trailer, you ask? It's a movie that I know me and Ron are super excited for. I don't know about Diesel, but I will get his opinion here in a second. But, of course, that is the first trailer for Prey, 20th yes. Century Studios' Predator prequel from director Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, we, got the, we got a teaser a few weeks ago. Now we have the full-on trailer. And this is as awesome as I thought it was going to look. Oh, yeah. Ron, how did you feel about it? I know me and you are both Predator fans. How did you feel? Actually, this made me want to see it more. In a lot of trailers, there's night that doesn't do it for me anymore. But it, like at first, I was a little skeptical because you're like, oh, it's going back. It's going to be, you know, just a Native American, you know, taking on the, which, you know, you're like, okay, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm all in. Like, when you see him gutting the freaking, uh, the white folk, <laughs> I just was, I was like, yep. Dude, how about the bear scene? Oh, the bear scene? Where, yeah. where you have the native, the Comanche warriors yeah. hunting a bear, hunting a big brown bear, and they are, they're quiet because they, they, they obviously missed it with the first arrow, so now they get quiet because it's like, oh shit, the bear's on to them, and the, the, the warriors getting ready with the second arrow, mostly not just to kill the bear, but to protect themselves, and all of a sudden you see blood, and this gigantic brown bear lifted fucking press slam style above the head and you see the outline of the predator because of course he's in invisible mode yeah. but because there's blood and stuff you can yeah. see the outline and you're just like holy shit they did it now diesel as somebody who's not necessarily a predator fan how did you feel about this trailer i complete opposite of black adam this movie has this trailer has me hyped i want to see this movie when we first got word that they were doing this and like the the brief synopsis came out and i was like eh, all right it seems a little Oh no! This is a yeah. movie I want to see. The fact that it's like this woman who wants to be a hunter and yeah. just not really quite allowed to be. Yeah. Well, because you know, how it dude, is, this looks really good, yeah. and like she knows that she can actually hunt this guy down. Fuck yeah! I want to see this movie. I, I love it. I do love the fact that they have uh, definitely gone out of their way to great, get some great Native American talent for this movie. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm all we know here. We're all about inclusion, anyways. But like, this is one of those times where it looked really cool. Yeah. You believe you're in the old west, yeah. if you will. The Comanche were some of the badass warriors of, of, of all time. So seeing the Predator going one on one at one point, juncture in the in the trailer, it looks like he's wearing a fucking like uh, bison face or Something, a, a yeah. cow face, like like it's like like the the bone yeah. over his, his mask. It's it's fucking crazy, man. I cannot wait to see this movie. Of course, uh, this movie's got a hell of a litany of producers. It's done by Disney. Because this is a 20th century film, which is owned by Disney. This is going to be a Hulu original film. 
And on production, they have John Davis, who did The Predator and Jungle Cruise. They have Jane Myers, who did Monsters of God, and Marty Ewing, who was in charge of It Chapter 2 and The Accountant. That's your producers yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Not to mention Dan Trachtenberg as the director. And he's got a he's got a great, great litany of movies. Very good fucking director. And on top of that, like I said, you have a lot of First Nation members. Cast members include Amber Midthunder, who is your hero of this movie, uh, which is cool because a lot of people, I know there were some, of course, people on the internet, oh, of course, another woman has to be in charge. No, no, she looks badass. Yeah. And I love how they tackle that. They tackle it right in the trailer about yeah. how women aren't supposed to be warriors. They're supposed to be at home. And she's trying to prove herself to the tribe. And now, not only is she proving herself to the tribe, now she has to save the tribe. Yeah. It does not feel forced. Like, no. Like, I, I get the internet where they're coming from. Sometimes it feels forced. And when it does, you're just like, all right, you're pandering. This looks like a great original story, and it does not feel forced. Like, this looks amazing. Other First Nation cast members are Dakota Beavers, Storm Kip, Michelle Thrush, and Julian Black Antelope. And last but certainly not least, American Horror Stories' Dane DeLargeo stars as the Predator himself. Okay. So this is going to be uh, pretty awesome. Of course, it is coming as a Hulu original here in the United States of America on August, 6th, uh, August 5th. I almost said 6th. August 5th. And that is actually a cross because it will also be uh, in Latin America on Star Plus, which is their Disney form. And, uh, of course, Disney Plus stars in other territories because they name it different things, yeah. different places, whatever reason why. But if you're, I know we have international listeners, so anywhere there's a Disney Plus offshoot, it will be available for Hulu, uh, although in the States it will be on Hulu. Also, to be of note, the film will come with Comanche as a language option as well. So there'll oh, be nice. Comanche oh. subtitles and a Comanche oh, that's cool. uh, dub as well. So nice. that's pretty yeah. awesome that they did that work. I'm going to tell you what, this movie does not look like it's reaching, and it looks yeah. fucking phenomenal. I will be, uh, on August 5th, I know exactly what my plans are. Yeah. I know Ron, I can count you money, and Diesel yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm in on this. And I, I'm going to tell you what, i got to look it up, but we'll definitely be reviewing this film, whether it's on 3FN uh, Movie Club, or if we have to do a bonus one, because I don't know what else is coming out that week, but Prey will be heard on this network. I promise you that much. Uh, we got some uh, one more big trailer, Trifecta Trailers going down, and we finally got, and I'm going to agree with Ron, this was not a full trailer, just a teaser. But we finally got our first look at Rob Zombie's The Munsters. And uh, how did you feel about it, Ron? Well, it is what it is. Like, like it, it gave you the old school monster feel. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's Rob Zombie. <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm hit or miss on it. I don't care either way. But I'll give, definitely give it a watch because I was a Monsters fan back in the day. I mean, I even tried the bad Jerry O'Connor remake that was on... Ooh, on Fox, I think it that's was. Rough, yes. That was a horrible rough. remake. But, you know, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I'm not holding any hype for it. Diesel, how did you feel about the Monsters trailer? I thought, like, granted, it's just a first look at, you know, the few characters. It looked a lot better than I was expecting. For, I don't know why, I, but in my head, I was expecting a lot more of a Rob Zombie take on it. And not, this is actually pretty close to the original. It looks very close to the original. That being said, I was never a Monsters fan. I was always Adam's family when it came to those, those era two, things. Yeah. You know, I'll see it, but like it's it, it was never my thing, but it did look a lot closer to the original than I thought it was going to be. Well, I thought it was really neat that they did. Basically, the teaser trailer was the opening credits for the Monsters. Yeah. They almost yeah. shot for shot yeah. Yeah. using the new cast. Uh, of course, in that new cast, I got to give them shout-outs. Jeff Daniel Phillips, who plays Herman Munster. You've seen him in Lords of Salem and Halloween 2. You'll get, you'll notice the trend here, by the way. Sherry Moon Zombie is Lily Munster. Go figure. And Daniel Roebuck, Three from Hell and the Man in the High Castle is Grandpa. 
if you go on, Richard Blake, or Richard Brake, sorry, is also in it, 31-3 from Hell, and as Dr. Henry Augustus Wolfgang, and Sylvester McCoy from Doctor Who as Igor, uh, as well as Catherine Schill from also from Doctor Who as Cassandra Peterson, or no, sorry, sorry, as uh, uh, the cousin, the, the regular yeah. one, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, sorry, and, and Dee Wallace are also in the film, not yet listed as characters. I buried the lead there for a minute because I was so excited to see Cassandra Peterson <laughs> yeah. on the list. Yeah, and a, once again, if you don't know, she is Elvira. Yeah. And Dee Wallace, yeah. other than having problems with the Legion of Skanks, yeah. uh, Dee Wallace has been in every classic horror movie, let's be honest. Yep. Uh, all, of the, all of them, let's be honest, share this in common. They all are Rob Zombie movie people they yeah. all were all in his movies uh they are staying true to it the mpa gave it a pg rating which shocked a lot of people yep. so it is a pg movie showing that yes yes white trash jesus <laughs> can do a pg movie i love rob zombie but let's be honest usually he trailer parks these things up uh the final resting place for the monsters is still yet to be determined though at one point, it was expected to hit streaming as a Peacock exclusive, though latest rumors suggest Netflix may have made a bid to purchase the film from Universal. So we don't know if it's going to be in theaters, on Netflix, or Peacock. When we find out, you will let us know, but it is pretty much done. There is a trailer, and uh, we do have a rating. So hopefully we'll find out soon the landing place and date for the Monsters, because I, for one, will be interested in seeing this one. All right, it is time to move along, and we have... Big news. Big news. Big news. From the world of Ghostbusters, ladies and gentlemen. From the world of Ghostbusters. Are you ready to talk Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? That's right. <laughs> this past week, Ghost. there was Ghostbusters Day. And we got a lot of information about future Ghostbusters products. Three to be specific. Are you ready? Uh, the Ghostbusters is coming as an animated movie. There will be an animated prequel that will take place before the events of Afterlife. Okay. Also, and that will be coming to, who knows? Yeah. They didn't announce where that's going. But they did announce what the next is. They are doing another cartoon series, much in the real Ghostbusters vein from the 1980s. That will be landing on Netflix. Nice. And last, but certainly not least, we are getting... The next installment of the movie uh, series. It is greenlit, and it will be a direct sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. The uh, mainline film is being titled, codenamed currently, Firehouse. They did release that it was called Firehouse, teasing that the gang of paranormal hunters will be returning to a familiar locale. So, we are getting the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, codenamed Firehouse, which starts production soon. We are getting a prequel to Afterlife animated movie, and we are getting an animated TV series for Netflix. How fucking excited are you, my Ghostbusters friends? We'll start with Diesel first on this one. Yes, yes, and yes. Just all three of them sound great. I know I will definitely be watching the one in theaters. I will definitely be watching the cartoon if it's anything like the you know cartoon from the 90s, or if they go with a different take from it. I don't care. Give me more Ghostbusters in my life. And then the animated prequel, I want to see this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm with you, uh, Ron. What do you got? Yeah, I'll watch it all. I'm, you know, I, I'm fine with it. It's I'm not as big hype as you guys are, but it's not that I didn't like the movie, and it's you know I'm glad for the cast and everything and all that stuff to move forward. It just means that hopefully we get something a little bit better because you know <laughs> I, I'm good with it. 
Awesome. Uh, I am fucking ecstatic. Yeah. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. Cannot wait for all these products. I will be watching all of them no matter where they land. Cannot wait. This is awesome. Great fucking news. You know what? Let's keep the good news rolling, shall we? Amazon is officially renewed The Boys for Season 4. As reported by Variety, Amazon picked up The Boys for a fourth season just days after the Season 3 premiere, which saw a 17% increase in viewership from its Season 2 premiere by comparison. Over the first three days of its third season, the worldwide audience for The Boys has grown by 17% from Season 2 and 234% from Season 1. Amazon said in the statement that released that they would be picking it up for season four. I know Diesel is still yet to watch. I know he was some confusion. We were gonna do some things and then everything fucking happened. We didn't have time, so hopefully you start watching soon. I know you're gonna love this show. Ron, I know you like the boys. Oh, How yeah. are you feeling about us getting a season four without season three being over yet? I'm, I'm glad for the news. It means that obviously they wrote season three with the hope, probably hopes of getting a season four. So hopefully it is a little, and you know, an open-ended ending. Um, so that that's a plus. If it's one of those endings that they kind of put put an end to, I might be a little like, oh, maybe that was a good high note. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Like I'm enjoying season three as it is now. Um, I'm even like considering calling Diesel and be like, all right, let's just rewatch season <laughs> one to, two so I can catch up on all that because I didn't have time to re- catch up on all that. But I'm fine with it. Let's I am it. ready. I'm so ready for this. I have been enjoying season three. I cannot wait for a season four. I love the boys. I know Diesel will as well. This is this is a, yeah. this is a show made for you. Uh, speaking of a show that's hugely popular and rolling out with the good news, Let's keep the good news coming. Netflix put out a statement the other day. Ready for it? It said, "Red light, green light. Squid Game season two is officially coming to Netflix." So they have re-upped for Squid Game season two. Uh, they also put out from director, from writer, director, producer, and creator Huang Dung Hook. Uh, I hope I said his last name correct has a message and here is the message that he sent out with it it says it first of all you have the circle the triangle and the square Uh a whole new round is coming it took 12 years to bring the first season of squid games to life last year but it took 12 days for squid game to become the most popular netflix series ever as the writer director and producer of squid game a huge shout out to fans around the world thank you for watching and loving our show and now Gi Hung returns. The front man returns. Season two is coming. The man in the suit with Dajaki might be back. You'll also be introduced to Young He's boyfriend Chao Su. Soon, join us once more for a whole new round. So, how are you feeling about the return of the very popular, very viral Squid Games Diesel? Oh, this is pretty cool. I know a lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, I still haven't watched it. I'm not sure if this is one. It's one I going to be for me or not but i know a lot of people really enjoy the show once they got over the fact that there was subtitles and it's in korean no it's in, there's english dub well people don't watch that yeah. no <laughs> i watch the english dub that's me yeah, yeah. I, I you, was, can, you can watch the that's how i watch my anime too you, if you, you really. actually you can watch it in english dub english dub with english subtitles so you can see what the korean voice is actually saying too oh nice so you can see where little things are a little I, i've done yeah. both like just because i've watched anime and stuff so it's easy for me to yeah. bypass it but like you can just listen you know you can just do english regular and if you just want it for background noise i think you'd enjoy it yeah this is one of the ones where i was like i was like from the stuff i heard i was like hey, i don't know if this is one that like i want to like stomach through because i heard there was some pretty like fucked up parts in it and i was like but eventually once i get some time where i can watch some shows because i got a variety of stuff i gotta watch right now um, I'll give it a try. Um, but yeah, keep making seasons of this. This is one that they was a huge hit for Netflix, and they're notorious for canceling a lot of shows a little prematurely. 
So it's good to see them continuing shows when they have a chance. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you there, Ron. How are you feeling about it? Oh, I'm I'm fine with it. I hope it's you know I, I'm gonna say this. It's gonna be season two. I'm not gonna hold out as being as good as season one, but it should be enjoyable either way. Um, the I I hope they don't do the Westworld where they try to add another twist on top of a twist just to give you a reason to watch it because like season two of Westworld like they completely kind of threw two extra twists from season one to try to get you to be like oh shocker and you know what and that's a thing <laughs> sort of like the end of escape room where it's like oh we're gonna have to do this again yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah but hey i'm i'm ready for it. it's good things big things coming good thing feeling netflix yeah. let's keep that good times rolling shall we because we got more good times good times the marvel cinematic universe's long gestating thunderbolts project is finally on its way to becoming a reality on thursday reports indicated that jack shearer has been tapped to direct an upcoming thunderbolts movie with black widow's eric pearson set to write the script and marvel studios president kevin Feige set to produce reports are indicating that the film could begin production as soon as next summer and that the marvel studios has been in touch with certain individuals who are already a part of the franchise to make sure their schedules are clear for the shoot. Ron, how excited are you that Thunderbolts is getting closer to being a reality? I'm fine with it. I wasn't really one in the comics to really read it. Uh, like I said, the information I got, I just went through the internet and got the story modes, a quick, you know, cliff notes, so to be. I'm fine with it. I understand why they want to do it. Um, it's going to be, let's face it, it's Marvel's version of Sinister Six. You know, they're going to try to make it that way. I really think that's what they're trying to do. No, no, it's more of like their version of the Suicide Squad. That's not really the Sinister Six. They're, they're, they got to do some wacky missions and stuff that the superheroes can't do. And that's all it is. It was just a blatant ripoff of that. And I am more than fine with that because at least these characters are more (laughs) relatable than, and don't give me hell, but Weasel. We all no, love Weasel. Dude, I love Weasel. We all love watch Weasel. Your, watch your mouth. <laughs> but at the beginning, you're just like, who the fuck are these guys? I got an itchy, <laughs> I got an itchy trigger finger for destroying everything, okay? Itchy trigger finger. Anyways, uh, I'm with you on that, yeah. though. Like, honestly, I can I can totally agree. It was kind of more of that, but it is a little more than that. I was a big fan of Thunderbolts. Yeah. Uh, Thunderbolts I, I was going to say Pentons. Which makes which makes sense because that is part of the reason why we get the Thunderbolts because yeah. Pettence destroys a fucking city with a nuclear blast yeah. and this is during Civil War era. So then they go, okay, we need to get real things in. Right now, the superheroes are villains. I don't know how they're going to do it in the MCU because they're going to have to have yeah. us to change the story. And how do you do that? Oh, well, we're going to ch- we're going to tap Norman Osborn to lead up a group made up of Venom, uh, Pettence. Uh, there's a few other like, yeah. like the, there was never changing one, but Venom was definitely on the team. So that makes me wonder who are we going to go with this time around? Now we have our picks already. I'm assuming that uh, Baron Zemo is going to be the leader of the team, yeah. or I would assume so because we don't have a Norman Osborn. Yep. I mean, we did kind of in Spider-Man, but that's Sony product. I don't think they're going to touch that. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get a Venom because of that. But I do believe we'll get a U.S. agent sighting, which I know will make our good friend Ken M happy. I actually do think we're going to get Venom because I think we're going to get the Max. Um, Max uh, version of that. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Because the symbiote is now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you got like, the drop behind. Yeah. Okay, okay, I love it. Good, so we continue. got we got continue that. Um, we're gonna have um, uh, Black Widow sister. Yes, yeah. Ilana. Um, we're gonna obviously have U.S. Agent. Um, a couple others that might show up here or there. Don't know, but it's gonna be curious to who they bring in. Um, Abomination. 
Abomination's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think Abomination will be in Especially sure. since you can't have uh, Thunderbolt Ross, Ross anymore. Yeah, with unfortunately, it, so. yeah. So I th- there's a lot there. It's curious. It's going to be curious how they're going to do it, but I'm excited. It's a cool, fresh idea. I like saying fresh, but it's something that's obviously like a rehash or something that's pulled off of this, but it's something we haven't seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet, so it's kind of cool to see this. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I am really, 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 really a big fan of this. I hope Baron Zemo is the leader because yeah. I love Baron Zemo. <laughs> so I, I think that he should be the leader because obviously I, I don't really want to see them like uh, shoehorn in yeah. uh, uh, Norman Osborn. I yeah. would just prefer no. to just no, have that. Well, they even said, he even said it in No Way Home that there's no Oscorp here. Yeah. Right. So, like, so just the shore, like The only other thing you could do is do Kingpin. Which I would not be upset about because D'Onofrio well, is fucking. I mean, you could, if you're, yeah, but if you're doing like if you do Baron for the the leadership role, which is fine. Also, yeah, I think they should probably put uh, Punisher in there too. I was just gonna say that yeah. as well. Punisher would be a good fit into this one. Yeah, and then if you want a Green Goblin esque character, you can always pull in Hobgoblin. You know, you could do like, some. You could do some cool stuff. Let's yeah. be honest. I can't wait to see where we go. I honestly, I think it's going to be a good show. I'm a big Thunderbolts comic book fan. Big, uh, so I, I cannot wait for this. Yeah, and I think that's where they're pulling in Julia Louis Dreyfus for is to be the head of this. She yeah. probably will yeah, be. Which, Amanda Weiler. But, or, well, yeah, just yeah. give me more Baron Zemo. Yeah, all, that's all. We Fucking, want. That's all okay. I really want. This, I mean, you can add John Barenthal's Punisher. You can add whoever you want. If I don't get Baron Zemo, I'm fucking pissed. And if Ken doesn't get more U.S. agent, he's going to be pissed. Dude, I want more U.S. agent (laughs) for the season. So give me more U.S. agent and give me more Baron Zemo and we're good to go. How about we keep the good news rolling? We only got two more. uh, All of it's good news today, in my opinion. The last one might be bad news to some people, but I like it. Uh, But let's get one more, I think, across the board one. Neil Patrick Harris, star of How I Met Your Mother. Doogie Hauser, MD, a series of unfortunate events, the Matrix Resurrections, and so many more, has joined the cast of Doctor Who for the British sci-fi show's 60th anniversary season in 2023. The BBC announced the news today as Harris prepares to shoot scenes for the series. The BBC offered no clear information on who Harris might be playing, but did offer a first look at Harris in character and possible clue in the emoji heart heart plus diamond on social media. Teasing the Whovians. Yeah. They're trying to make the Whovians guess. But uh, here is a look at uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Kind of looks like uh, the, the, the the Geppetto from Pinocchio. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. So I don't know if that's a clue or not, but uh, how are you feeling about MPH joining the Who universe for the 60th anniversary run? I'm, I'm good with it. Like I, I've been working through the last uh, three series of Doctor Who with um, the female there of uh, I forget her name. I'm sorry. I'm bad at this game. But, uh, you know, and I, I get where Ken M said that she didn't have much to work with. I'm like, I get it now. I'm like, yeah, I can understand. But, like, I'm fine with NPA showing up for 60th anniversary. Let's do it. You know, it's it's actually kind of an honor because they don't really pull in too many Americans yeah. for this type of thing. So, I mean, they do a few here and there and sometimes, you know, but that's, you know, it's a big British show and they usually stick to that gun and they're letting NPH come over. So somebody's, you know, said, let's do it. And I'm good with it. Uh, Diesel, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm not very familiar with the Doctor Who universe, but they are going all out for the 60th season. That's a big pull-in. Neil Patrick Harris is very well-respected, uh, well-liked, and he always has a lot to bring into whatever role yeah. he does. Like, he was the standout star for me of uh, Matrix Resurrections. Oh, yeah. yeah I okay. thought he was phenomenal yeah. in that. And I'm actually, like, after seeing the image, I highly doubt he's going to be, like, a villainous role, but I was kind of hoping, like... Oh, no, you'd be, you'd be you'd be surprised in in Doctor yeah. Who, like who is a villain and who's yeah. not. 
But uh, good for him. Um, I, I might actually have to go back and watch a couple of the series because, like, I'm really liking um, what's his name, Matt Smith. Yes, Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah. I I Dude, love him and everything I've seen him in. And knowing he's, like he was one of the doctors, I kind of want to go back. And, he, he was a really good doctor. I enjoyed him. David yeah. Tennant is amazing as yeah. a doctor. The I forget the dude that started started the reboot basically uh, for one season. Yeah. He, he was really good. Uh, so I mean, that's like, been a great show. Yeah, yeah. like and she's she's not horrible as doctor. I actually enjoy her as Doctor Who. It's just like Ken said, like she didn't have a lot to work with. Like there wasn't great writing, and they kind of pushed a lot of weird things, like pushing like a history for the doctor which i don't think we really needed yeah. in this whole last you know the last two series like it's just like oh now we know where the doctor was was that there's more than the 12 that we know about <laughs> and it's just been like uh. yeah well we got one more piece of news and i said it was good news for us but there were some haters out there haters. That, we, that we addressed last week and uh disney also like us Decided to give them a big fuck you. Uh, this is being reported by Screen Geek. Uh, there is a couple other uh, publications like Variety and Deadline also picking this up. So I feel comfortable saying that this is at least in the works. Does that mean it's going to happen? Hey, who knows? But as are the, per the sources have told us that a Riva spinoff series starring Moses Ingram is in development for Disney+. Plus. We were unable to get any plot details regarding the spinoff, so it's unclear if it will be set before or after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh... How you guys feel about that? Let the hate. haters gonna hate. Disney said fuck you, just like we said fuck you last week. I'm excited for it. Diesel, how you feeling? I love the corporate troll move. You guys want to be little bitches in the toxic fandom of Star Wars? Well, fuck you. See, now I'm one of the ones where like I'm really enjoying Obi Wan. Like yeah. I'm really enjoying it, but I am seeing a lot of hate, not just for her, but for the show as a whole. Yeah, and yeah. I just don't understand. I'm really enjoying what I've been since seeing these yeah. four episodes, and I, I'm loving it. So, I don't know, and I'm one of the ones that's watched the animated stuff. Yeah. I've yeah. put in a lot of time in the Star Wars universe, and I'm fine with more content. I'm not even in love with Moses Ingram's character, but I think she's doing a fine job at yeah. it. That being said, I love this by Disney. <laughs> fuck the trolls, you know what, Star Wars. Hey, sorry we're not doing the story that you fucking wrote with your brother-sister incense mind in hand. <laughs> This is where Star Wars is going. Either get on the ship or get the fuck off. Ron, how you feeling? <laughs> Just put her fucking sweaty balls in your fucking mouth and gargle them. There you go. <laughs> like, I like straight it. I Like, that's all I... When I saw this, that's all I thought. Like, do it. Let's go. I'm all about it. I'll watch it. Like, my gripes about Obi-Wan is just stupid little things that makes no gripe anywhere but me. Like, when Leia was getting chased by the bounty hunters and the kid... Was magically so watch get, your spoilers. Watch your spoilers. Get, get, getting away from the bounty hunters. That's awesome. Uh, watch your spoilers. We're not spoiling it. But but with that being said, I've been yeah. enjoying Obi Wan Kenobi as well. Yeah. I think it's one of the better series. Period. Uh, Disney doing the Lord work over there on so Disney I've, Plus for our Star Wars. I watched the new episode, and then during the weekend when I want background noise, I watch all the episodes again as background noise and watch them and all that stuff. So like I I think I've gone through it four yeah. times already because it's four yeah four episodes. So it's, it's so good. Yeah, I'm I'm in. New episode coming this week, too, yep. by the way. Got two more left because there's only six episodes in season one. Yep. So they're going big. Going big. Well, with that being said, that'll take us out of this week's edition of Nerd News. But you know, when the Nerd News ends... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. All right, we have a fun week. Uh, the top five, 
we again have two animated movies in the top five. For its eighth, eighth week, The Bad Guys with another $2.2 million. Making that money. Nice. For its third week, The Bob's Burgers movie with another $2.3 million. Even though I don't get it, then glad they're making money. Yep. Uh, then we got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with another $4.9 million. It just won't go away, folks. I, I still want to go see it again. I might be going tomorrow. So if you want in, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> right, I got to take the kids still. This is a good sign, too, for coming out of the pandemic, finally. Top Gun Maverick, on its third week, another $50 million. That's a it huge It is fucking number. slang. Nice. Slang, and it was a great movie. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Then, at number one, debuting this week, with $143.4 million domestic, Jurassic World Dominion. No surprises. Yeah. Let's be honest. As if anybody is surprised that Jurassic World Dominion is leading the way in the box office, I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, yeah, good kudos. Kudos to them, of course, in the second half of the show for the 3FN movie review. We will be discussing the one and only Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Diesel, what's upcoming in the theaters now? All right. The big release this week is Lightyear. That is, of course, the movie that Andy watched to get him to love the toy Lightyear. Yes, that's for the, for those people because people are like, well, I don't know, is it about Buzz Lightyear? Why why is Chris Evans the voice? Well, because remember, we found out that the toy was based off of a movie that Andy liked in Toy Story. <laughs> Guess what? This is that yes. movie. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, also coming out this week, Brian and Charles, official competition, The Lost Girls, and The Good Neighbor. Right on. And next week, I know there's a big one that we're going to be reviewing on this show. Uh, the following week is one I'm super excited for. Elvis is finally coming out. That's right. And we'll be reviewing it the following week on this show. So just so you know, Elvis is going to be in the building here I guess, for the 3FN podcast. I got to see if my dad wants to see that. I'm um, in. I'm going. And a horror movie that I actually kind of want to see, The Black Phone, comes out that week. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I will go with you to see yeah, that. Because I want to see it anyways. But yeah, I'll yeah, go. I'll I want to see that. Yeah. Ethan Hawke's in it. Yeah. It looks creepy. Yeah. Dude, like it's high, it's rating high right now. Oh, of course it is. It just it looks like a cool concept. Yeah. So I'm I'm in. I'm I, so if you want to go, I, we can go. To, we'll double feature that week. Uh, but with that being said, Diesel, enough about that. It is now time for our vintage classic three FN top three. And what is this week's top three, Diesel? Because we are adults, and it hurts that no one asks us this anymore. What are your top three favorite dinosaurs? Okay. I was a big fan of dinosaurs when I was a kid. I could name <laughs> fucking a million and a half dinosaurs, but I do have my three favorite of all time. And only one was inspired by Jurassic Park, and it comes in at number three. And it's not what everybody says. It's not the raptors. No, 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 no. Because raptors in that movie are not nowhere near what raptors in real life were. They were actually way smaller. Yeah, they're like goddamn turkeys. But with that being said, my favorite, Dilophosaurus. Because nothing beats the... <laughs> in the spit. And so I'm, 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 I'm all in. My number two is a plant-eating dinosaur that I always loved. Mostly, I think, because I love the name and also because it had the tongue and spike, if you will. If you're a wrestling fan, you'll get that reference. And that is the Diplodocus. Ooh, yes. And my number one of all time, and I know this can be a cop-out, but I've always been infatuated since I was a kid. I went to museums just to see its bones. Uh, I went to all these different dinosaur things, and I still am infatuated with it. The Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm -hmm. uh, because, let's be honest, it's fucking badass. Ron, what's your top three? Well, there's Grimlock, Swoop, Slash. Oh, we're not oh. talking about Dinobots. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I'm confused. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. 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 I'm sorry. You said dinosaurs, Transformers. Um, I, I am lame, so it's like the basic three. I, like, I enjoyed Raptors. I, I, I like the concept of the hunting and all. It's like wolves. I mean, I know they're smaller. I always knew they were smaller than what they were portraying. Um, but, like, the how they hunt like, and all that stuff was always intriguing. Uh, pterodactyls. 
just something that large just being able to fly just always and who doesn't love terry <laughs> would just always seemed to amaze me when i was a kid and then obviously the t-rex on top nah, t-rex is, I, uh, is the king that's why he's the king of dinosaurs diesel what's your top three i am a basic bitch when it comes to dinosaurs but shout out Honorable mention, dinosaur chicken nuggets. <laughs> the best shape. <laughs> but coming in at number three, we are going with the Stegosaurus. Uh, okay. The the basic dinosaur for any child. The horns on the back. like It looked really it's, cool. It's a badass dinosaur, let's be honest. Number two, we are going with the classic Triceratops. Of course, why not? It's a tank. It's a, it's tank, a tank with horns. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then number one, I'm actually uh, pulling off of your list of your number two. Fucking pterodactyls were awesome. Now, man. do you love them because they are actually spelled with a P, or is it from Terry? Let's be honest. The way you spell them was confused me as a child, but then yep. when I learned it, it was like, dude, I feel smart. I'm like reading it. <laughs> it's just like opossums. Yes, possums. <laughs> you really learn spelled with a P. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, awesome, dude. So many great dinosaurs. Plus, with the um, X Men cartoon Sauron, mm-hmm. I just love the idea of a flying dinosaur, and those things would wreck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've got a lot of favorite dinosaurs. Those are my top three for sure, but I like some Stegosaurus and some Triceratops. Yeah. Uh, the Brontosaurus family is always a great family yep. to go into. Uh, so yeah, there's so many great dinosaurs out there. So with that being said, though, hopefully you guys want to share your top three with us as well because we'd like to hear them. And uh, we are going to take our break. When we come back from this break, we are going to move on to the 3FN movie review. And, of course, this week we will be reviewing Jurassic World Dominion. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you. in the history of John Williams which he's done some legendary legendary theme songs including Star Wars this has got to be top three mm-hmm. easy top three top easy three. top three mm-hmm. and I understand that we're going to be reviewing Jurassic World Dominion but I did get to go see a double feature I want to talk about that real briefly uh, so on, on Thursday at certain theaters including the local Regal uh, they were showing a double feature where at 5 o'clock we went and saw Jurassic Park. There was a brief intermission, and then they showed Jurassic World Dominion right after. It was fucking awesome to see. Um, the first movie I ever went to, I talked about this on Patreon, the first movie I ever went to 
uh, without parents or something. I went with my cousin, and it was to see at 10 years old in 1993. I was 10, and I went to see Jurassic Park. I begged to go see it, got to see it, and I was fucking hooked. I was amazed. Had it on VHS, had it on DVD, have it on Blu-ray. And then this past week, before seeing Jurassic World Dominion, I got to see on the big screen once again, almost 30 years later, Jurassic Park as an adult on the big screen. And boy, first of all, I haven't seen the movie in about seven, maybe eight years. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like, this movie, not only does it fucking hold up, this movie's phenomenal. Dude, Jurassic Park is probably one of the greatest movies of all time. Without but, a doubt. By the way, adjusted for inflation, the 18th highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. There was a time where it was the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, it got dethroned by Titanic. And then, of course, now <laughs> it gets dethroned all the time. But 18th all time for Jurassic Park. So it was awesome. I would say if you haven't seen Jurassic Park in a while, go back in time. Watch some Jurassic Park. It is well worth it. It stands the test of time. The CG is amazing in the movie. The only uh, the only one I was telling you guys, the only one that's shoddy is that first Piranosaurus look. When it's on its hind legs, it looks a little off. But other than that, everything else is fucking spot on CG. It's fucking phenomenal. Great work by Spielberg and the gang on the original Jurassic Park, on the OG Jurassic Park. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No, 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 no. We are here to talk about the newest movie in the Jurassic Park slash world franchise. And that, of course, is Jurassic World Dominion. Dominion. Which came out this past week, which I saw, which Ron saw. Diesel couldn't make it with his busy schedule, but that's okay. As always, we are going to do all spoiler-free stuff. We're going to give you the spoiler-free synopsis of the film. We're going to give you who's in the film, how much is gross uh, nationwide. We did the domestic, but globally, we're going to give you all of those things. And then we're going to give you a recommend or don't recommend all spoiler-free. Then we will play the spoiler alert. And on the other side of the spoiler alert, myself and Ron are going to give you a full spoiler review of Jurassic World Dominion. Then we'll play the game and give our scores. All right. So first of all, this is what the... Google uh, has to say about the synopsis. Four years after the de destruction of Isla Nublar, dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures. That is just... <sighs> <laughs> so that sounds like a great movie right there. It sounds like the Flintstones. <laughs> but they left out one key part, which we'll talk about in the spoilers. We will not talk about it pre-spoiler. All right, so Jurassic World Dominion was released on uh, originally May 23rd, 2022 in Mexico City for its debut, and June 10th, 2022 uh, in the United States and around the world. It's got a runtime of 146 minutes long. It was produced by Amblin Entertainment, of course, Steven Spielberg's company, Perfect World Pictures, and it was distributed by Universal Pictures. It's based on characters by Michael Crichton. The story for this movie was done by Derek Conley and Colin Trevorrow. Screenplay was written by Emily Carmichael and Colin Trevorrow, and it was directed once again, like all the world films by Colin Trevorrow. Uh, producers for the film were Frank Marshall, Patrick Crowley, and of course in the executive producer seat, Steven Spielberg, which I'm sure he never showed up for work. Uh, cinematography was done by John Schwartzman, edited by Mark Sanger, and the music was by Michael Giancano. It stars Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, DeWanda Wise, Mamuda Athue, B.D. Wong, Armour Sai, Campbell Scott, and many more. We gave you the uh, the budget of this film was $185 million, so it made it back in the States alone. Can you guess what the worldwide box office was? Diesel. $325. Ron. 425 
As of right now, $392.5 million. Jurassic World Dominion has pulled in, so it has not been a flop. It has been a huge success, making double the money pretty much back already. All right, and it, I'm sure it's going to make even more money this week. Maybe not number one spot, because I, I feel like uh, that'll get put out for Lightyear, because Lightyear's a big time Disney, Pixar, fucking yeah. thing. Families are going to go out and see that in fucking waves. That, that movie's going to make $100 million. Yeah, it's going to be very close. I, I bet think. you this will be like 50 I bet you it'll make another 50 or yeah. $60 million. But I, not, nothing, there's no shade on it, so don't fucking whatever. Just Lightyear's going to be a huge movie. Family movies have taught us that over the years. Yeah. All right, we're at the spot, Ron. Me and you. This is the recommend or not recommend. And why or why not? Spoiler-free edition. So for the people at home, do you recommend going to see Jurassic World Dominion? Or do you think they should sit it out? I usually want to say recommend on everything. Just go watch it yourself. But this one I really can't recommend. <laughs> I like uh, overall, like even thinking about it. I, I mean, catch it on a cheap day. I mean, the $6 day or, you know, your local saver movie theaters like we have one here you know that you get for like three bucks yeah like yeah uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna do the caveat i think if you're a person who's gonna go see this because you're a franchise fan you're gonna go see it anyway so go ahead but you've been warned (laughs) on that end uh as far as just the average joe yeah nah nah brah uh just spoiler free this movie bait and switches you yes it's not what you think it is and then it's I I have dubbed it throw shit at the wall of the movie. Uh, we'll talk about that more in the spoiler full part. So unfortunately, if you haven't seen the movie yet, that's as far as I go. I am with Ron though. These are just suggestions from us. There's a lot of hate online for critics and people who podcast and write criticisms and stuff like that. Got to remember, if every critic, just like we are going to do here in the spoiler full and even the spoiler free, this is our opinions. Our opinions. That is not to waver you. If you want to go see this movie, by God, go see the movie. If you enjoy this movie and I didn't, that's fine too. There, there's no reason to be like, oh, this is why critics try to tank things. I don't want to tank anything. No. Go see every movie. I just can tell you what my opinion of the movie is. And if you have similar opinions, if we, if you've listened to the show long enough and you find that your opinions are in tune with me or they're in tune with Ron or they're in tune with Diesel, whichever one of us or all three of us, because sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't, even in this room. If you find one of us that you're like, oh man, the way I feel about movies is like one of how one of you does, then it's probably going to be how you feel about the movie. However, maybe not. Maybe this is the one that you like that we didn't. That's all I'm going to say. I will never tell somebody not to watch something. Go in with zero expectations because that's what I do. I don't go into a movie. I didn't expect, you know, Citizen Kane from this movie. No. I didn't. So, you know, and I understand some people go in with expectations. Some people have been paid off. Some people, there's a lot of things. But I can tell you I've never been paid off. All of these are my opinions. But I feel like don't attack honest criticism from people. Yeah, and when you're listening to our opinions, like if we just said yes to everything, eventually you're going to find a movie where we said yes to and you're just going to be like, oh, these guys are fucking assholes. So find out what movies that we like that are in line with what you like or the same movies that we dislike that you also dislike, and you're going to have a good gauge. And sometimes we'll be off, but most of the time we're going to be spot on. Yeah, once again, and like I said, it is what it is. But everybody has their own opinions. But to, to see some of the hate out there just because yeah. some people love the movie, some people didn't like the movie, that has nothing to do with anything. That's how, that's how the world runs. Yeah. That's how everything works. So just remember that. These are our opinions. Now, with that being said, we're getting close to the spoiler alert. So that means if you have not seen Jurassic World Dominion and you want to see it and don't want it spoiled, this is where you pause the show. After you go see the movie, come back, hear what we thought about it. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, right? 
If you have seen the movie or you don't give a fuck and just want to hear our fucking review, we are going to give you the warning because we are going to be talking spoilers right about... Now, uh, and as you know, we don't go scene by scene in movies. We just do the good and the bad. I'm going to tell you the good section is going to be real fucking easy. <laughs> as far as me, I don't know about you. Uh, I will say this: it looked pretty, mm-hmm. very nice looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some really there were some really cool action sequences. Uh, so I dug that. True. Uh, I liked the setting of the movie. The setting was very nice. Yeah. Like like yeah. they had the cool big you yeah. know it's yeah. it's your normal big blockbuster fucking yeah. feel to it. It looked good. It looked like a million bucks. Uh, the score was great. Yeah, I dug the score. The score. Yeah, yes. I dug the score. And for the most part, I'm going to say this: I dug the acting from the actors. Yes. So I like the acting. I like the scenery. I like the CG work. It was actually better than most. Uh, I like the big sets, and I like the uh, cinematography, or I like the uh, screen. Uh, ugh, sorry, I liked the score. Yeah. So then you'd be like, Rich, why wouldn't you recommend it? We'll get to that in a minute. Ron, what did you like about the movie? Adding things on to mine, or if you didn't like some of what I said, go ahead and talk about what you liked, though. It. Like you said, the acting was actually on point. Everybody brought their characters. Uh, you know, the legacy characters that came back, they kept them flowing just like the original. I would but, also argue that the legacy characters were the most badass part of this. Yes. Just throwing it out there. By the uh, way, how how great does uh, Dr. Grant look? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he still looks good for his old age. Yeah. yeah. Laura Dern, on the other hand. Oh, we saw that Star Wars. She She's looked good. great in Star Wars still. Not yeah. so much here. Yeah, the, but I still uh, love her. Fir- she was she was great in the movie. The, 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 when you first see her, you're kind of like, ooh. It looks like it looks like wax melted. Yeah. It, to be there. fair, that woman has seen some shit in the Star or the uh, Jurassic Park fucking universe. So well, she no, she was only in the first movie. I, yeah. I'm just saying she's seen some shit though. She almost died. She's probably got some PTSD. She probably <laughs> doesn't take care of herself as good as she needs to. Jeff Goldblum has been in more than anybody, and he looks amazing. <laughs> I would still fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he did, he just throwing that out there. They did. They did have the joke scene where he was with the button down yeah. shirt, like uh, the new. They did a lot of throwbacks yeah, yeah. to the, like some. The, the pilot, the the girl pilot, there was like looks over at him and he's got the button. And he's like, "Oh, sorry." Don't worry. <laughs> what we got in the second movie, where Ian Malcolm was like, like being like this serious guy yeah. in front of Congress, we didn't get that. We got the Doctor Ian Malcolm yeah. we yeah. all love, yeah. wisecracking, making stupid fucking comments. It was great, including, and then we got the Grant we love, miserable. Yeah, because yeah. uh, there was a great scene. I know we're going to the, the this is a good section we yeah. talk about. Yeah, you had the great scene where he's trying to talk to Doctor Sadler. So to distract Grant, he orders him a uh, chai latte. Yeah, <laughs> and the guy, of course, but the barista is asking Grant all these questions. And of course, old King Tur- King Turkish man is like. I don't. I don't want any of that. What, what are you talking about? What, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and like, and so he could talk to Sadler. It was fucking great. Yeah. But continue. Sorry. No, it's it, like it, the comedy beats are there when they need to be there. But there's a couple failed attempts on that. I was gonna say in the bad parts, there's a little bit too many comedy yeah. beats sometimes. Yeah, they try yeah. at times, and you're like, eh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. the time for a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, but it's uh, it's okay. Like I said, if you're a fan of the franchise, you want to see it, see it. It's Here we like, go. Fuck it. Let's buckle yeah, in. Okay. Let's buckle in because I know you want to get there and you're just trying to drag it out because you think you have to say more good. You don't. Here it is. First of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. We'll, we'll volley back and forth. But I called it in the spoiler free, throw shit at the wall, the movie. Throw shit at the wall, colon, the movie. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because this motherfucker throws shit at the wall. And much like 
one of Diesel's favorite movies of all time, Moonfall. <laughs> there is zero fucking payoffs to any of it. Yeah, and it's like, and, they, and like they'll advance the story without finishing the part that yeah, you need. Yeah. Now let's get to that because I I want to volley this the, the shit okay. in this because I want you to comment on this because I know you're both. But this is where I need to tell you, Diesel. This movie from the trailers from the previous movie, right? The previous yeah. movie, Fallen Kingdom, right? What what did you think? Because I know you didn't see it. What did you think this movie was going to be about? All right, so we ended Fallen Kingdom with. We are weaponizing dinosaurs, and we are selling them to the highest bidders. And then Clone Girl frees them. Yep. And then, from the trailers that I've seen, we are learning to adjust to life with dinosaurs just being in our world now. Roman free, right? Roman free dinosaurs. Yep. Right, yep. self, right? Yep. Now, how would I tell you that the real problem in this movie is fucking locusts? Yep. They gave us the old Allosaurus switcheroo. They didn't even do that. <laughs> we got these weird scenes of fucking... By the way, and I love his acting. I'm a big Chris Pratt guy. But we got a lot. If you could see me, it's the hand thing. Yeah. We got a lot of the hand. You yeah. know that? Ah, stop. He does it to a fucking Diplodocus. Yeah, he, he does it he to does, a fucking he does Raptor. It every he does dinosaur that he wasn't training. That he wasn't training. Dude, T Rex is coming. He's like, eh. Yeah. T Rex is like, he looks at him. The T Rex, now give him credit for the CG guys. The T Rex looks at that motherfucker like, the fuck you doing? <laughs> you know I can see motion, so when you moved your hand, I could fucking see you. Why? So I think all oh, the only reason he doesn't end up dead by the T Rex is the T Rex like okay this guy might be crazy might be crazy I don't know <laughs> he might upset my stomach yeah but anyways continuing on so yes locusts now mind you they have prehistoric DNA yeah because we find out the Biosyn who is supposed to be the people in charge of storing the dinosaurs and giving them a sanctuary by the way a sanctuary in the hills of Italy where it's fucking snowing what do you know about lizards <laughs> <laughs> they are cold blooded and need to bathe in the sun to regulate their body temperature. how about we got to see Baronosaurus in the snow. Yeah, well, that was... How about we got to see a feathered raptor dive below the ice and swim around like it was a fucking water creature and then jump out of the ice like, ha! (laughs) I wish I was joking with a, ha! Fuck yeah. He's not. (laughs) By the way, I want to point out, we'll give him credit where credit's due. They try. They 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 explain where the science has changed. Okay. They explained how because they added some dinosaurs with fur and feathers, which we know now that dinosaurs had feathers and some of them had fur. The how the way they explained it was that the pure after after a few generations the original Jurassic Park dinosaurs when they kept reproducing, eventually they got to a point where it was pure dinosaur DNA instead of the frog DNA, and once they became purebreds, they started to grow feathers. So that's how we ended up with. And I was like, you know what? That was actually kind of intel- it was an intelligent explanation. Now they only say it in passing, so if you missed that part, I'm sorry. Uh, but yes, okay, all right. So Ron, I know I'm piling on. Stop me whenever you want to jump in. So the other part of this movie, right? It's a locust. Locust, not dinosaurs, but yes. men. Yep. Remember the clone girl? Yes. What if I told you that whole setup for her to be a clone? It wasn't she wasn't a clone. She's never a clone. What the fuck? Never a clone. That was the whole basis oh, of it, that. It gets better. What if I told you that she was asexually created by her mother? Yes. I'm gonna go her, home now. And that her mother. <laughs> changed her genetic pattern so she wouldn't have the same disease that her mother had. I want to yeah. go home now. <laughs> so the reason to kidnap Claire, right? Yeah. Claire. I think, it, no, Claire's no. the main girl. I can't remember. Oh, I, I, I can look, I have it right here. Sorry. I forget. But the main reason to kidnap her was because B.D. Wong wanted to fix his fuck up because, you know, the evil, the evil guy in this movie, uh, it was Maisie. Sorry. Maisie, Maisie Lockwood. Yeah, yeah. I, am, I apologize. Claire's Bryce Howard. Claire's Bryce, yes. Yeah. It's uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's yeah. character. That's why I was getting confused. Yeah. Uh, so the main bad guy of this film is played by Campbell Scott, Lewis Dodgson. He's the guy who owns Biosyn. 
Okay, so he is the one who has made these locusts because they are destroying all of the grain and all of the the live uh, livestock and everything that isn't genetically modified by biosyn. Yeah. So he wants to be in control of the world, basically. Mind you, he's also sanctuarying dinosaurs that he's training to do crazy shit. <laughs> what do you like, mean by crazy shit? Uh, how about raptors? Who, if you yeah. point a laser pointer at somebody, it tags them, and the raptors try to hunt and kill that person. Yeah. Awesome. It was kind of a cool scene, by the way. I will yeah, give no, you it, that was one of the great action scenes. There was great action scenes in this yeah, movie. Yes. Don't be fooled. There was great action scenes. To go back to our Patreon break, this is why you don't trust um, Jeff Bezos with AI. Exactly. This was a Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, this is, he's a Jeff Bezos guy. He Did is. we at least get a payoff for the B.D. Wong heel turn from the Jurassic Park franchise to the Jurassic World franchise? Yes, because awesome. he goes back to be a face. But it's a weird <sighs> thing because then... So so basically, how, how Maisie finds out is that after they kidnap her, she sits down with Wong, and Wong shows her on the computer that her mother didn't die in a car accident when she was young. She lived. She was a geneticist. She created her asexually using genetic code and then she changed her genetic code. And the only, the reason why they still... By the way, now we find out Blue has a baby. Yes. Okay. So how... By the way, this is the fu- most fucked up part and I know yeah. Ryan wants to jump on this. So you would think that they're in hiding, right? They're hiding yeah. Maisie, Claire, Up in and Alaska. Owen. They're hiding her in Alaska or wherever, the Pacific I Northwest. It was Alaska or Pacific Northwest. They never really explained. So they're, 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 they're fucking out in the middle of nowhere. Also snow. Also snow and dinosaurs. Yep. So they're hiding out there. So you would assume Blue was with them, right? No, 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 no. Maisie discovers Little Blue first. Yes. And she gives it uh, gives a toast, and then she's kind of yeah. communicating with it. And then Blue comes out of nowhere. And out of nowhere, Owen, of course, gets the ah, hand. <laughs> and, of course, Blue runs off. And then Blue, then he makes a comment to uh, Claire and, and Maisie, yeah. but Claire's there as well. That, oh, it was Blue. Her nest must be nearby. So he didn't know Blue was there. Yeah. So they they got separated like in the last movie, yep. and somehow they end up within the same backyard because when they kidnap yards. when they kidnap the one they kidnap the other and he witnesses both from the woods. Yeah, so they're that close. Makes sense. It checks out. So they they kidnap it because Blue also was built with that DNA. So yeah. Blue asexually created her baby. So that also has a genetic marker. So BD Wong to fix this locust problem. Yeah, because of course he botched it. Because that's what B.D. Wong does in these fucking movies. (laughs) He needs their DNA marker so he can learn how to rewrite code. That is what this movie is about. Locusts and rewriting fucking code, getting rid of everything we learned in the second movie. Now, mind you, I understand we were hard on Last Jedi for the same reason. At least in that case, it was written by two different directors. In this case, Colin Trevorrow has done all of them, written and directed all of them. (laughs) Anyways... You want to add anything into that, or and, and continue on the bats because I'm sure I have more as well. Continue. Well, you get when she's in, when Maisie is in the lab, and B.D. Wong's talking to her, giving her the information. She sees Little Blue and goes over and's like, "Oh, hi, Beta." And oh yeah, Wong's up, Beta. And Wong's like, "Oh, you named it? Oh yeah, I gave her that name." She had no interaction other than giving a toast. Yeah. With, this, is the, with, this is the second time they've interacted. Yeah. And of course, she chooses the name Beta because you know Alpha Beta, yeah, second one of its kind of an anomaly yeah. of genetically speaking. But she doesn't know that. But she, yeah. she gets yeah, to the she greatest. Has not learned, she has not learned yet that <laughs> yeah. she learned that her mother was alive and she was born the natural uh, way, yeah, so to speak, out of the the cooch cooch, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no. Okay. So then she's watching old videos of her mother because you got to yeah. fill up over two hours of time, apparently. Yeah. 
<laughs> with Wong saying, you know, talking to the boss, like, oh, we 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 need her on our side, so we need we need her to see this stuff. Okay. Like you're you're giving your sensitive information. Oh, it gets better though, because this is where we run into every fucking horrible cartoon that we grew up watching, like Snidely Whiplash shit, where you leave the fucking girl alone, and then she breaks the dinosaur out so they can both escape. Yeah. God so while they're right. while they're talking for no yeah. fucking reason, well, she breaks out Beta, and she fuck they escape. Yeah. Well, he's twirling his yes. mustache evilly. Yeah. And yeah. of course, while she escapes, is at the same time just so happens that Sadler and Grant are collecting the DNA yeah. from the locusts who are now attacking them. Yes. And they come out and they yeah. meet up with her, of course, to save her day. And then we find out that the person who gave the information to Ian Malcolm to get them there was this other character who was, by the way, badass. I want to give, no, him, he, I he, want to give him a fucking shout out because he was badass. He was good in but this But he, he was like the the host. He was he yeah. was set to make get Sadler and them the, the walk around the tour and he goes okay you got about a half you know you know it's you know, he leaves him alone yeah. yeah he's like you got about a, you know I, I got a couple things I got to do but you want to finish your tour on your own that's fine about 30 minutes 45 minutes or so on this tour you know the elevators are over there to get you to the other floor don't go to those elevators because that's the, the that's the real side of things. that's the real yeah that's, it, a, that's, that's, that's you know a, that's you, you, need secure, you need security you need security access to get in there don't go that way. Mind you, Malcolm handed him the, the bracelet to get in and stuff. So now you find out who gave Malcolm the information yeah. was uh, Ramsey Cole is the name of the character. Yeah, Ramsey, yes. And played, he's played by Mamadou Athi. Yeah. Very good. Oh, no. They get to this, uh, this speedy underground transit, yeah. the, the loop. Yeah. And uh, he, goes, he goes, you got the sample, right? And they're like, what? Huh? He's like, who do you think gave Malcolm yeah. the, the, the details? It was me. Yeah. I'm the whistleblower. Get in there. There's a yeah. plane waiting for like, you. Go, blah, 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 blah. Like, like, like these are supposed to be the, like, the smartest minds there. And like when he says, don't go that way because that's, you know, you need security pass to get that way. Like they're, they think he's that dumb that he, he's giving them information that they're not supposed to know. Okay. So in Jurassic Park, we had Ned, yeah. who was like the mole getting his stuff out. It mm-hmm. sounds like this is the reverse of that. This is the opposite of that. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. And the yeah. best part about it is Dodgen, who's supposed to be this really smart guy. He has this whole thing with Malcolm, like, oh, you did this, and fucking kicks him out, fires him, doesn't kill him. Yeah. But he does all that. And then he looks at Ramsey and goes, oh, we got to we gotta make some moves. So he still thinks he's on his side. Yeah. So if there, until the last probably 30 minutes of the movie, he thinks he's on, like, how smart are you? Where do you think he got the information? But anyways, yeah. I digress. This is what gets us into the tunnels, because he shuts down the Hyperloop, which now means that they have to go through the tunnels, and they run into dinosaurs. Go fucking figure. God and then right. they end up on the thing. Now, in the meantime, this motherfucker burns the locusts, who then escape, and then start setting fire to the fucking forest. Yeah, because they got out the ceiling, and now they're all on fire, so they're just flying giant locusts. Or giant fireflies. Yeah, and they're just falling on trees and everything else, just destroying everything. And now we get to see that there's two alpha predators in this woods, because they brought the T-Rex, Yep. and the other one is Giganta, I can't remember what it is, some source. From from the second one. Well, no, 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 it's not. That was Indominus Rex. Oh. Indominus is dead. This is a real dinosaur, by the way. It's the, it was, originally it was found in China, and it's the largest carnivore to ever live. So it's kind of looks like a T-Rex it looks like a mix between T-Rex and Allosaurus, but just bigger. Yeah. So now we get some interaction between these two, because now they get found, because now here's where our cast meet. Because yeah. in the meantime, somehow, 
Somehow, DeWanda Wise, who plays Kayla Watts, uh, brings Bray Styles Howe and Chris Pratt there. Now, mind you, there's a fucking plane crash. They get yeah. fucking separated. There's no <laughs> way to find each other. Now, there's a homing device on the chair, yeah. but she's not in the fucking chair. Somehow, they find each other. Yeah. Now, this is after they get hit the uh, they crash <laughs> into ice, and that's where we get to see the raptor with feathers swim under ice yeah. and go. Nah! <laughs> So so th- so so all this happens, and somehow they all meet up. So now we have Ian Malcolm, who is in a uh, vehicle that he crashes with Dr. Grant Sadler. They have Maisie, and then you have Owen, Claire, and and Kayla. Yeah. And they all meet up, and we get all everybody together, and they get into a treehouse because they're trying to escape yeah. the the gigantic in the T Rex who are fighting. So that's what gives them a chance, and yeah. they, it's it's fucking convoluted as shit. Yeah. So this is a you it, you called it, it. This is Moonfall. When the moon is like three feet from the Earth, and our fucking two groups meet because yeah. random place on Earth, random place on Moon, everyone meets up at that same point. Yeah, and oh, like in look, but the problem is the editing at this point is so bad because one minute they're one, some are on top, some are on the bottom, and then all of a sudden you see them touch the ladder. Then all of a sudden they're all running together, even though yeah. the other ones were already inside but not inside. Like, like the editing was bad. Yeah, okay. Like, like I, I, we gotta, I, like, we gotta throw back to the original where Jeff Goldblum tries to distract yeah. the gigantic Rex, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fucking it, it, with, with a flaming locust. With a flaming locust instead of instead of a, a flare. Instead of a flare. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so now, mind you, some of the locusts aren't dead. Yeah. So here, okay, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. We're gonna get we're gonna get you there because these are all the negatives and these are kind of in the movie. But like we're, we're not even talking you. about the beginning part of the negatives in the movie. But that's oh, nice. well, we can leave that alone. We can leave that alone. Okay. Let's buy espionage. Espionage side of the bullshit, movie. right? So here it comes. Ready? That wasn't enough. Now our teams are together. Now they got to figure out how to turn the air thing off yeah, so that the they can a- fly out because there's whatever it's called because. It keeps the flying dinosaurs from killing your plane because the other plane got killed by this gigantic fucking flying yeah. dinosaur. Not a pterodactyl, just some fucking no, giant yeah. flying dinosaur. Aerial something. Yeah. yeah. So it's like those things you used to put on your car to uh, detract deer from yeah, running but, into yeah, front but of you. It, but, but it's for, a giant. So you have to stay under like 5,000 feet to stay underneath okay. it. The, so, and then the birds say, you know, oh, stay I forgot to point out while they're running through the woods, we get the foreshad- the the most blatant foreshadowing of all time because we finally see the Dilophosaurus again. Yes. Bryce Dallas Howard has a run in with a Dilophosaurus before she sees Chris. Yeah. Before Chris, Chris, before Chris Pratt and, and, and no, she doesn't do that. They, oh. they fuck it up. Okay. <laughs> they beat the shit out of it. True story. And it runs away. Oh, actually, no. He grabs it by the throat, first yeah. of all. And the other the other chick fucking hits it with a goddamn uh, uh, electric taser. taser. Yeah. 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 That's how they... Yeah. By the okay. way, he grabs a Dilophosaurus by the throat. Anyways. So, it's foreshadowing, of course, because we had to get the Dilophosaurus back, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. we're getting there. So, now they have to go back. It's all connected, thankfully. To the, so, they have to go back to the main building because they have to turn this off. So, they go back and they meet up and, and Dr. Malcolm and uh, Ramsey are directing them. One team made up of <laughs> Kayla and Claire go to restart to turn off and restart the computer. No. Oh, no. That's no, to turn it down. They're no, taking no. it down. They're powering it down. Either way, yeah. does that sound familiar from a movie? Yep. Yeah. Called Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. yeah. The other... Oh, no. No, no. No. She goes... No, Claire goes with... Sorry, I got that wrong. Claire goes with Sadler yeah, to do that. That's because what Kayla goes to prep the helicopter plane because yeah. it's like a helo plane. And then Chris Pratt, Owen, uh, he goes with Dr. Grant and Maisie, and, and Maisie to go f- get, get beta. To get beta. Because he promised, he promised Blue. Blue that he would bring her baby back. 
Yes. Oh fuck out of here. By the way, blue blue scratches him. Yeah. Because she doesn't it, she doesn't trust him because his her baby got stolen. Yeah. So that's when he promises I'll bring her back. Yeah. Which which is one of the few things uh, editing wise that he had the rag the bandage on his hand. Give him credit. Give him credit. For, for for that part. Okay. I know he trained her, but you cannot communicate something that complex that hey, I know your baby was stolen. Yeah. I'll get her back. So yeah. in the meantime, our Jeff Bezos <laughs> villain is trying to escape on the hyperloop, gets stuck, gets out of the hyperloop. <laughs> And he he runs into a Dilophosaurus because uh, because when they shut it down the first time, power goes out. Uh, because of course the power comes back on because the locusts come back to life, which is weird. Yeah, I don't know I how know. the locusts bring back the power, but then we get a badass Laura Dern fucking chopping with an axe the fucking uh, yeah. well two of them chopping with an axe the fucking cable cords to bring that shit down. So anyways, he goes out and there's flashing lights and he sees a Dilophosaurus, so he runs back in. And when he gets back in, there's a Dilophosaurus inside. There's one on the other side of him, and they fucking kill his ass yeah. off screen. <laughs> they spit on him and then and then they, you see them they, yeah. they, they lunge at him and you hear yeah. him <laughs> I love how they're taking all the stuff from the original source material of Jurassic Park and it sounds horrible <laughs> so oh, it gets better because then then they have to run out to the courtyard which is a bad idea because all the dinosaurs got pulled into the courtyard yeah, because it, the forest was on fire well because they have implants so when they want to call all the dinosaurs in the implants Tear part of their brain to tell them to come in, and you know, Jeff Goldblum's like you. That doesn't sound good. It's you know. So so she has to land in that because she makes a mistake. So they have to go out there, and of course they get the gigantic Rex and T Rex decide they're gonna have their battle again. And of course it looks like gigantic Rex wins. But then all of a sudden we got to see this creature earlier in the movie. This giant bird with Wolverine claws. By the way, herbivore. Like, when yeah. we first meet it, it fucking <laughs> slashes a fucking deer out of the way yeah. and then bends down and eats the grass. Yeah. So it's a herbivore, but it'll fucking kill shit. It's got these claws. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to be. I don't be. know what it was. I don't care. So then that comes up, and that and the gigantic rest come in, and then the, the, the T-Rex, of course, kicks out it, too. So then the T-Rex pushes the gigantic source into the claws, so they fucking kill that, and then the two of them get along because, you know, fucking tag they're, team. They're probably so, going to mate. Just like the original. And then they fly off in the helicopter. And it's been the same T-Rex since the beginning. Yes. Yes. Why is that guy constantly making the save for us? We don't deserve he's, this. He's, the, he's not the hero we want. He's the hero we need. And, and so then, so then that's not where the movie ends, though. They fly off. So then we get, Grant's going to talk to the fucking Congress. And outside of the fucking Washington Monument, there's children feeding little dinosaurs, little furry yeah. dinosaurs. It's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. And he goes, I'm never going to get used to that. So he does make a joke, which is funny. But then we get the side story. Because now, now Maisie is happy with her parents because now she calls them her parents. Yeah. And everything is wait, kosher. Wait, wait, wait. Who's her parents now? Owen and Claire. So yeah. then they return Beta to Blue. Blue runs off. Of course, Blue comes back to give him the good job. Yeah. Good job. And then leaves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And then the final scenes are Grant talking. Like, you hear Grant talking. You don't see him. But you hear Grant talking, and he's talking about how we have to learn to live in harmony and evolution. And as they're doing this, you see a giant pterodactyl flying with geese. Yeah. You see, not eating geese, flying with geese. Yeah. You see triceratops. With elephants. Elephants roaming the Serengeti. You see stegosauruses with, I think, bison. I think it was yeah, bison. Yeah, I, I think it was wrong. bison. So you have all of these fucking animals that are living with other animals that, like, like it's the fucking Flintstones. That's how yeah. we end the movie. Yeah. And that's the movie I want to see. I want to see where we... What we have like, to do to adapt to it. But you don't want to see the Flintstones because, listen, we know not every predator is in the sanctuary. Because Blue is still running around and Blue's a fucking raptor. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's other raptors. We earlier in the movie when they do this in the beginning of the movie they do this like news thing. Yeah, that's how they open the movie, and you literally see a pterodactyl just steal a fucking groom and just fucking yeah. <laughs> bite into him and then drop him from a cliff. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like they're there to befriend us. They're we're fucking yeah. food. Yes, we're food. We're tasty treats. Yeah, it's in the whole espionage kidnapping part of this movie. Like you get introduced to a bunch of characters oh. that have no you have no history with them. But they follow Chris Pratt back to this hidden little bungalow and all of a sudden knows that they got the clone girl and like, oh, we need to kidnap them. Well, what we thought was a clone girl. Yeah. yeah. Not, not a clone. No, but that's the, he, that's what he says. <laughs> oh, we oh. got the clone. But it gets better. It gets better. You're going to love this. <sighs> you want a BD Wan to get his face turned? Yep. He releases a locust that makes yeah. with the other locust and gets rid of the locust. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. One generation of locust kills the other locust. Just one. Just yeah. one. Get them rid of all of them. They have jumped continents, by the way, by this point. Yeah. See, that was the one thing, like... Alright, Jurassic Park was an epic fucking movie. Great cinema. The Jurassic World franchise was not good, but it was entertaining. Yeah. And seeing, like, the one returning character who was, like, went bad and was, like, the source for all this new stuff happening again, I enjoyed that. I actually wanted to see him not get a redemption. I wanted to see him be the evil he, fuck. Yeah, but he looked he looked stressed in this one. He looked old as shit. He bro. looked old, he had long hair and he just like and he like everything he was like he was just looked like like he was snorting coke or something. <laughs> I'm sure we left out plenty of bad. Oh, Don't there's worry. so much there's a lot of bad. There's characters that you get introduced that were there for a minute, one, a couple of them get eaten by dinosaurs, then one just disappears. Yeah. Like, like you have no idea where she no. goes. One one arrests another one. Yeah. That's it. it. That's all we see. It's fucking weird, man. It's fucking <laughs> weird. But with that being said, with that being said, we're going to move on because it is now officially time for... Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> we have been literally playing fucking hot potato. Last week, Diesel won it back. Can Ron win it back? I don't know. We'll find out this week. It seems to go back and forth. So now we're going to play the game. Before we give our scores, you know how we like to give the scores around the internet? It's simple. It's the Price is Right rules. Whoever comes closest without going over gets the point. Of course, there's only three questions this time. So if we need the tiebreaker, or if it needs to be worth two points, we do that. Because we don't do tiebreakers, and we like to make shit exciting. So are you guys ready? Are you ready to play the game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Since, Ron, you're the challenger, you get to go first. IMDb out of 10 using points. What did they give Jurassic World Dominion? This is not my view of this movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. So, I'm going to go 7.2. Diesel. See, in my head, I was thinking really high. I'm going to give you some leeway. I'm going 8.3. Wow, gentlemen. Wow. Oh, wow. What? Six out of ten. Six out of okay, ten. Okay, okay. Still solid. All right, Diesel. So that means the last point one is going to be worth two points no matter what. Diesel, Rotten Tomato score out of 100%. This is the critic score, by the way. I, I know I've seen some stuff. I haven't seen what Rotten Tomatoes were, but I know like Cinema Score gave like um, A-. minus. So I'm going to go really high. 80%. Ron. One. <laughs> Ron playing the safe bets. Ron, does it pay off? It does pay off 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. The critic score. The Rotten Tomatoes score for the fan score is 79%. Okay. The critic score is 30%. Critics did not like this fucking movie. Oh, thank God. Okay. And that's why there was a lot of critic hate out there. That's why I gave the preface. All right. That means this was worth two points. So whoever gets this fucking wins. It comes down to it. And of course, because of that, it's closest to the number. Google users. 
Ron, you go first. Out of 100%, what did Google users give Jurassic World Dominion? Uh, 82. God damn it, 83. My head up was 82. (laughs) (laughs) And for the second week in a row, Diesel steals it. It was 84%. (laughs) I couldn't go go 84. I was was hoping he'd go 85 or something or 86. (laughs) Right fucking No, in my head it was 82, and then you said 80. I'm like, God damn it, that was right there. Great, 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 great. So Diesel retains. So this is the first time we've had to retain in like a month. Yeah. So good job. All right. Now it's time for our scores. Diesel can't give a score because he didn't see the movie. But me and Ron can. And I'm going to give my critic score after the fact, but we're going to give our nerd score first. Of course, this is an entertainment score, so some things will get weighed higher. Our critic score does come into part, but also some things can be rated higher, i.e., we've talked about it in the past, Maximum Overdrive, terrible fucking movie. But me and Ron both agree that it's a four out of five on the nerd scale because it's such a fun movie. It's so bad that it's actually good. I love that movie. But it's like a two if you have to go out of Oh, yeah. It's like a two on any other five scale. And here we go. Here's the scale. A one is no. Just say no. Don't go. Don't see it. It's terrible. Two, you've been warned. That's right. That means you've been warned. It's not terrible. It's not the worst thing you'll ever see. There is some things in it that are all right. But you've been warned on not wasting your time, and you definitely shouldn't waste money on it. Three is, eh, it's good. Eh, it's good. That means it's a good movie. Uh, do you necessarily need to go out and see it in the theater? No, but you can watch it on Netflix or something. It's, it's a good, it, it, you'll find it's decent. A four is just take my money. That means go spend the money in the theater. Buy it on Blu-ray. Buy it on Amazon. Whatever you have to do, it is worth spending money on. It's a great film. You're going to probably love it. And, of course, five is rarefied air. That is certified nerd. That's the instant classics. Of course, things like Spider-Man, No Way Home, The Batman, Endgame. Those are the things that have made it there and many others. But those are just kind of giving you where we're at with certified nerd. Also, Jurassic Park, would certified be, yeah, nerd. Would definitely be certified <laughs> the original nerd. is certified nerd. Jaws is certified nerd. Anyways, with that being said, Ronald, on the nerd scale, what do you give Jurassic World Dominion? Because we don't do halves, I have to give it a two. You've but, been warned. You've been warned. I, if you're a fan of the franchise, okay, go see it. If you know, that's fine. It's it doesn't hold up anywhere. Like it's not going to be an instant classic. You're not going to watch it again. I, I don't. I mean, I got some people on the internet think you are. <laughs> I, 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 I doubt it. Like after you see this, you're probably never gonna watch it again. I have no mode to want to watch this again. I can't go one and a half. <laughs> so yeah, I, I push it a little ahead because you know, like you said, the action sequences there. There's enough the, good. Yeah, the, yeah. the 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 raptors chasing Pratt on the motorcycle, which you saw in the trailer, which you thought maybe was the raptors that he was raising, and he was using them to go do something. No, no, they're trying and, to kill him. No, they're trying to kill him. But he miraculously knows where the plane was. The streets of Malta. It, yeah, <laughs> where where the plane was taking off from. And they magically get to the plane in enough time to get in there, sit down, see him coming off the hill. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little... Yeah. Like the, the, there's a lot of timing convoluted, issues. Convoluted, convoluted. Yeah, so, but yeah, you've been warned. Yeah, uh, I'm going to mar- I'm gonna go with you as well. You've been warned. There's enough action scenes that I'm like, I can't give it a one. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen, but it wasn't good. Uh, I, I'm going to credit my boss for this. When we went and saw the double, double feature, He was he, his exact comment when we left is we saw Jurassic Park, then we saw this. He goes, it's like watching Jaws and then watching Sharknado. Yeah. Uh, he was like a less entertaining Sharknado right after. Yeah. So like watching this classic fucking movie and then watching not so good of a movie. So I have to agree with that completely. 
on my scale of, of out of 10, I gave it a 3 out of 10. There was enough cool action sequences. Like I said, I said I thought the actors did fine. I thought it was written poorly, but I thought the actors did fine. I thought I loved it. I liked the score. I liked the cinematography. So there, those are reasons that got points. The actors, outside of that, though, the story, the, what fucking story? The, the one that they bobbled up, the one that they bobbed and weaved, I don't know. I, I just, I did not like it at all. Uh, as far as the storyline and the plot line and how convoluted yeah, yeah. it was, like I said, I will stick with what I said. I'm sticking to my guns. It is literally throw shit at the wall of the movie. And yeah, that's where we're at. So I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10 on my critic score. And both me and Ron agree that it is a 2, which means you've been warned. So you've been warned. Once again, if you have a differing opinion of it, it's absolutely fine. You want to hit us off as long as you're being cool about it. And we'll, I'm, I'm willing to hear if you like the movie or not. I don't, you know. Doesn't no skit off my ass if somebody doesn't like the movie and I didn't like it. I can tell you everybody I went with did not like the movie and they're not critics. So <laughs> it's kind of I, I know that I'm in good 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 standing as well. But with that being said though, that brings us to the end of that business. But we got to pay some bills, so we got a little bit of business called shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us, but do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? Simple. You tell them to search Three Fat Nerds in any podcast provider, and booyakasha, there we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it's the number three, not the word three. Also, while you're there, you might as well smash that subscribe button, so that way you get our show delivered. Subscribe or follow, because I'm sorry, it's a follow now for some of them. You get our show instantly delivered to you every week. Also, if you want to think about doing something free and awesome for us, make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review on any uh, provider that you use. It takes you, it costs you no money, takes you a little bit of time, but it means the world to us. You can also find us on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review. Help us spread the word of nerd. We are at Three Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And remember, for all the social medias, not only should you follow us, but remember, if you're talking about the show, use that hashtag, 3FNPod. But nerds, I love Jurassic World Dominion. Tell us all about it. 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Yeah, don't spoil it for people who might have not seen it. Send us the email. And, you know, hey, as long as it's a good conversation, we'll always have a good conversation back with you. Of course, here's the double shot. First of all, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607podcast every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself and Ken M. from the ODPH Podcast talk all things pro wrestling on 607TWS. If you want to join the chat and join us live, you can do so at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Also, if you can't catch us live, you can watch the replay on Twitch for 14 days because that's how long it stays up on Twitch or you can listen to it in podcast form anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS of course there's other stuff we're going to be doing on our uh, channel we do have a movie night we got to just get a date for us this summer and it will be The Wizard <laughs> so we've already decided that and I know a lot of people are excited about it and I know Ken M is excited to be a part of it as well nice. so we're going to be doing that this summer we'll get you a night when we uh, have it all nailed down also, on top of that, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Like I said, $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, and you help us do everything we do here at the Three Finders Podcast, 607 Podcast, and 8122productions, and we really, truly appreciate it. But you know what the biggest perk is? You get this show. You get it the day we record it, and you get the uncut, uncensored, uncooked edition, and you get bonus stuff, because during that break that you guys hear the, a little bit of music and, and, you know, whatever, the patrons get a little segment. This week, we talked AI and how Jeff Bezos is going to kill us all. <laughs> Ungenetically modified. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. So if you want to hear stuff like that, make sure you follow us. It's as little as $1 a month over at patreon.com slash 8122productions. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash eight one double deuce p-r-o-d-u-c-t-i-o-n-s dot com 
812tuberductions.com for all things 812tuberductions. Find out more about the Three Fat Nerds podcast, Horror Zone 607 and 607TWS. Get all the links I just mentioned, whether it be our social media, whether it be the Twitch channel, whether it be the Patreon. All the links are right there at 812tuberductions.com. Also there is our link to the Tee Public Store. Buy some swag, help support the show, and help uh, support us in the, in the wild wearing our shirts and uh, mugs and all that happy jazz over at Tee Public. Uh, also, while you're there, check out friends of the show, like the ODPH, because Ken M, you know, that's where his, his bread and butter is. Go check out their website, odphpodcast.com. There's a link right in our website to that website. And, of course, our friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York, at the Vernon Downs Casino. Make sure you visit scifihorrorfest.com for all ticket information. The Three Fat Nerds will be there in full force. We hope to see you there. Also, uh, check out the musical acts that help us, provide us with copyright-free music that we can play for you each and every week for all the providers so everybody's happy. Uh, we're going to give them a shout-out right now. First of all, the band that does our entrance theme, that, of course, is Shout at the Robots, who's got new music coming out very soon, so make nice. sure you keep your eyes out for that. Also, with new music coming out soon, is our good friends at Second Suitor. Then we have Floodlands. Tom Jolu, who just dropped a new album, so check that out. And, of course, also the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and the Jasons, who also dropped a new album, Jarvis House, about a month and a half ago. Uh, they're from West Virginia. They dress up like Jason, and they make great punk rock music. Nice. So make sure you check all those bands out. Support them on Bandcamp, Spotify, and YouTube Music. And, of course, all the links are at 8122productions.com. Of course, if you forget any of the links, including the website, you can always look in the liner notes for the show, and Booyakasha, there they are, hyperlinked right to you. But most importantly, Diesel is our local sponsors who help us bring to you this show commercial free every week. But we're going to give them a shout out right now for all they do for us. And first of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, that is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events happening at the shop, Make sure you follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. Located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. Run! One out of ten stars. What a pity. This film is a typical sample of how someone can spend a lot of money and time destroying a legend. It is also an example of how an industry can ruin an art well, workshop. I regret every cent of money that I ever ever second I've misspent watching this film. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Of course, uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you were entertained and you loved our opinions. Even if you didn't, I hope you're entertained. Uh, thank you guys. You guys mean the world to us tuning in each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough for that. Of course, we'll be back next week, same time, same bat channel with our next edition of the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Until then, all I have left to say is take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And later, nerds. Later. Lambda, baby. Get a hold of me. We'll watch Bicentennial Man together. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people.
Top ropes, one, two.